Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, yeah, I'm nervous about today's Stephanie Miller Happy Hour podcast with noted uh, Catholic Martin Sheen. I, it, it is, and, but you know wine, it is like a sacrament to me. It's the blood of Christ. Yes, particularly Cameron Hughes wine. I'm telling you, this is the only wine that is fitting. Are you saying it's divine? For President Bartlett. Uh, Cameron Hughes wine. It is divine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Exceptional value, extraordinary wine. I, I have to explain what this is. I thought it was a winery. And when I saw the prices, I'm like, oh, that can't be good wine. This doesn't make sense. Okay. I'm telling you, these are all award-winning wines, and it is half the price. Uh, I, I, I have never heard of such a thing. Uh, you, I'd want to go online and get my wine because I didn't want to be driving and carting things around. This is wine sourced from boutique and artisanal wineries from around the world. Nobody delivers high-end boutique artisanal wines better than chwine.com. Go check it out. I seriously have every single one of my friends doing this. Cameron, he's a guy. Cameron, and he's handsome. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing this 17 years. It is one of the most successful online wine retailers. Uh, Cameron Hughes, it's all about what's inside the bottle. No fancy labels or flashy website. Just high-quality wine at prices anybody can afford. You just have a lot number, and it tells you exactly what type of uh, wine you're tasting. I'm a Chardonnay and a Pinot Noir girl. They even have a great sparkling. You wouldn't believe the price. Summer's coming. I love their rosé. You got to, I mean, seriously. Uh, Jen Kirkman told me she's a big, uh, big wine. She likes big reds. Like a big zen. Check out, yes, check out their uh, Cabernets, by the way. My friend was raving about them. Great wine, direct to you. The finest wines direct to your door. Quality goes into, and into the wine, and quality goes into every bottle. Cameron Hughes Wine, exceptional value, extraordinary wine. Go to chwine.com. Use the code Miller and receive 15% off free shipping with your minimum three bottle order. You're going to want more than three. I'm just telling you. Go to chwine.com. Use the code Miller. Boom. 15% off and free shipping with your minimum three-bottle order. Let's do this, President Bartlett. Happy, happy hour. President Bartlett is here. Okay, everybody just calm down. Oh, my God. Martin Sheen is uh, in my house for the happy hour. (laughs) Hello, Martin. Hello, Stephanie. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. See how calm I am suddenly, like Martin Sheen's just in my house every day. You were screaming all morning. (laughs) I just come down. Oh, look, Martin Sheen. (laughs) Um, I don't. We had, I said this on the air. I had the most life-changing 45-minute conversation with you on the phone that I've ever had. You are everything that everyone I know that knows you says you are. You are brilliant. You are kind. You are amazing. Uh, in addition to being an amazing actor, it is just, uh, it's a little overwhelming. Well, it takes one to know one. But 45 minutes oh. on the phone? Well, I've, you discovered what a windbag I am besides all the other things <laughs> right. you said. Well, your lovely wife, Janet, sent me uh, they, these t-shirts. Uh, Trump grabbed my country, spelled the way I like it, C-U-N-T-R-Y, you can say that on air. So, no, Janet couldn't. Uh, I was very breathed. She could not make it. And she said, FYI, Martin's kind of a prude. I have to say the, all the fucks for us. So I will try to I will try to keep it to a minimum. You just made him blush. <laughs> He's Listen, we are Catholic school comrades. We know. Okay. I'll, I'll, but anyway, I'll, your wife made these great. I'll, I ran into you. We, uh, whatever. It's a whole thing. She's fantastic. She is, and I'm, I'm glad she still puts up with me after 57 years. 57 years? Yeah. What else is she going to do? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure 
she has I options, Martin. Her. She has I, options. Honest to God, she said, please don't talk about me. I said, and I went out, huh. I, I, well. I danced down the driveway singing, please don't talk about me when I'm gone. <laughs> and I promised her I wouldn't. So there you have it. Anyway, she's fantastic. And I don't even know where to start because Janet, don't bring up Janet again, Travis. What did he say? Damn it, Janet. It's private. It's family. Damn it, Janet. He loves her. Um, All right. I Okay. How many times have you heard in the Trump administration, oh, my God, I wish you were really president? I mean, you've done, obviously, you have this incredible body of work, but obviously the West Wing at this particular point. As Bradley Whitford told me, it's it's progressive porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Bradley. Oh, right. God love him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it but, was uh, it was really the best of times, and now we're in the worst of times. So at least yeah. we have something to compare it to. But ours was Is the, your point that, that it's the winner of our discontent and Mueller's going to get his ass in, in the spring? Because I hope that's what you <laughs> have. Well, you know the guy that wrote this uh, book that everyone is... Uh, interested in about the guy with the bird's nest on his head uh, michael wolf uh, fire and fury yeah yes. it, yeah he he doesn't have the bird nest it's the other guy right but um um uh, he, he um you know said that he felt and everybody around him feels that uh he's going to hit a wall yeah and each time they think that uh, this is it you know brace yourself so he somehow skirts around it or goes under or over it uh and he survives it but there will be a wall yeah and, i believe and, so yeah too. and i think that everybody uh, is kind of anticipating that it will be Mueller. yeah that he's not going to get past Mueller. Uh, yeah i well martin we talked on the phone i i, I mean it's hard to I, there's so much and i remember being at a uh, get out of a rack rally in downtown la and watching you speak and my co-host jim and i both said god why couldn't he really be president <laughs> and that was in the good old days of George W. Bush, like yeah. now we're just like, oh, please, President Bartlett, Jesus. Like, yeah. It's, I, yeah, I mean, it is hard to, I was saying this, that I think Mueller, you know, as a lifelong Republican, maybe could have conceived of a Trump, but he couldn't conceive of an entire Republican Party that is complicit in this, no. that is trying to cover no, for No him. one could possibly imagine this. What kind of deals they've made with what devil for how long yeah. is just completely baffling yeah it just does not make any sense at all that they they have to face up to this someday they're going to have to answer for what they did did and what they did not do during this administration we you know we talked on the phone about my dad and goldwater um but one of the things that you have in common is my dad was deeply catholic yeah i didn't know that till i I talked to you yeah i went to a big secret you know even after, you know, Kennedy is the first uh, Catholic to uh, win yeah. the White House. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had no idea he was Catholic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is, that, you know, it's so different in that day. You know, I knew he was really religious. He never talked about it. He didn't talk about it in public. Yeah. He didn't use it. I mean, you must be, because you really, I mean, you really follow the, the teachings of Jesus. Like, the <laughs> stuff that you do is everything that Jesus said. And this Republican Party is... You know, what can you say about it? Well, you know, my dear friend and uh, inspiration, Dan Berrigan, Father Dan Berrigan, who left us last year. Yeah. Uh, God rest him. Uh, was a great uh, inspiration to all of us in the peace movement. And, uh, you know, he he once said that we have to live uh, according to our conscience as if the uh, the the gospel was true. Yeah. That we yeah. take it literally, and most important, we take it personally. Because if you, if it's, if the message in the gospel to serve uh, is is uh, not uh, personal, then it's impersonal. And if anything is impersonal, you have to question its value. Yeah, it has to cost you something. Anything worthwhile right. has got to cost you something. Right. Otherwise, you're left to question its value. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I went to uh, the Stations of the Cross. I did, you do that with, every with Easter. With the Catholic worker downtown. Yes, yes. 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 And uh, On Good Friday at 3 o'clock every day, we, <laughs> yeah, we assemble. I did rush hour traffic at 3 o'clock <laughs> for you, <laughs> Martin Sheen. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I just, how did this party become the party of uh, 
God, the party of family values, of Christian values. Particularly <laughs> with Donald Trump, it, forget where they were before. But like, yeah. You know, I mean, Barry Goldwater used to speak out, right? Remember he used to say, like, every good Christian ought to kick Jerry Falwell right in the ass? Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was for real, you know. At yeah. the time, he seemed so, uh, you know, extreme. And that, that phrase that he, that he uttered at the convention that nominated him, you know. Yeah. What was kind of stuck with him, but I did. Yeah. I don't think he meant it in that way. And the infamous uh, uh, ad that Johnson used on television with the child pulling the yeah. uh, daisy uh, flowers off the daisy down to countdown yeah. uh, to the, a nuclear uh, explosion. I, it was certainly not not fair to anybody. Yeah. Well, any th- Martin, if my dad said uh, anything at the dinner table over and over, it was, "I wish I could blow up more little girls." With uh, uh, nuclear bombs. <laughs> of course you did. Why I ought to... It's like, oh, Dad, that again. Pass the gravy. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was the same guy that went down to the White House and said uh, That's right. to Dick Nixon, uh, I think it's time to go. Time for you to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. My dad was a yeah. prosecutor at Nuremberg. I mean, I, I've said, I've been, you know, I've missed my dad now for many years, since 83. Yeah. And so... I can't speak for what he'd think. I just can't imagine what he or Barry Goldwater would think of this Republican or, party. Or any of the Republicans of their day, you know. Uh, so many wonderful men and women in the Republican Party, uh, in, uh, you know, including the first woman in the Senate yeah. know, from Maine. And uh, who, that wonderful uh, guy from Illinois, uh, Everett Dirksen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and yep. Perry, uh, yeah. Pierce, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, lad, who, the guy yeah. whose lad was kidnapped. Uh, um, but they, they, these were good and, and and decent people who had a difference of opinion. Yeah. The last time we saw that was John McCain taking the microphone away from that lady yeah. and saying, "No, no, 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 no. He's a he's a patriotic American. We just differ on some issues." Right. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And that was the last time that a Republican stood up for a principle. Yeah. At least publicly. I love how many times people have said you should run for office and you're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not qualified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm rethinking that. that? (laughs) I think the whole country is. just an actor. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think the the good thing about about the current administration is that, that, yeah, they really make you believe that anyone... Uh, could become president. Really, Literally, anything, anyone, anything in America is possible yeah. with Russia's help, <laughs> um, with, with a little bit of help from our Soviet friends. Yeah, I, I, you quoted uh, President Bartlett. Uh, you said uh, more than uh, recently. You said more than any time in recent history, America's destiny is not of our own choosing. Uh, yet the true measure of a people's strength is how they rise to master the moment when it does arrive. You concluded by saying one heart with courage is a majority. I think we need to be reminded of that, particularly today. Yeah, and that's a Bobby Kennedy quote. Yeah. yeah. He but, said one man with courage is a majority, and Ethel gave me permission to change it to heart. <laughs> I've, I've played Bananagram with Ethel Kennedy, so don't try to name drop me, Martin Shane. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, listen, I happen to adore her. I adore her, too. I uh, yeah I accidentally uh, stepped on her foot while we were playing uh, banana gram. Oh you, dear! Well, you know if you show up at the, the injured compound, one, the right foot. Oh dear! Well, she has a table that spins with the Limburger <laughs> cheese and the stuff on it, and you show up at six o'clock to watch the news with her because that's what you do yeah. at the. Ken- oh my God! You played John Kennedy. There's so much to talk about. We need like seven hours, but so yeah. But yeah. so you show up to watch the news with yeah. her because that's what you do. Yeah. And then you, or you watch her bana- watch, and the she's news. like a nun with bananagram. She's yeah. like, "That's not a word." <laughs> uh, I, one time, I, we were having dinner at uh, at Hyannisport with she and her family, and uh, I said, "Have you heard this new quote, quote from um, Richard Rohr?" Uh, oh no, what is that? You know, he's the yeah. Franciscan. Yeah. Uh, um, and she, I said, uh, "He says that we don't." Uh, 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 go to heaven we become heaven oh no 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 she says i have no intention of that no no i'm going straight to heaven i don't want to hear any of that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah wow we're so far from camelot you uh, were in a fundraising e- e- email you said you're disgusted by trump obviously by mo- like most of us are 
Um, you said my time playing the president on the West Wing taught me what Washington should be like. And right now with the Republicans in control, it's far from what we as Americans deserve. Uh, I may be changing my mind about that. Maybe we do deserve it. <laughs> Maybe this is it's really our own fault, you know. <laughs> There's kids eating Tide Pods now, Martin. Maybe we really <laughs> are this dumb. Um, you said discussed not only by Trump, but by the Republicans kowtowing to their rich special interests instead of re- representing the American people. Most disgusted by the Republican effort to gut health care, social programs for Americans in need. Um, you had dubbed uh, uh, Trump an empty-headed moron, which is kinder than most of his cabinet. <laughs> but absolutely nothing to offer us. That How was- dare you call me empty-headed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It, did you even imagine it would be this bad? Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. yeah, I think I did we all, I, think we I all said did. that. I said, yeah. as bad as you think yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be worse. Yeah, I think so. Can you imagine? I mean, what does it feel like to watch? I mean, obviously, we're going to get to your whole incredible career, but it is just the polar opposite of the West Wing. Someone with completely without knowledge, without temperament, without any preparation for this office at all, and we're seeing the result. Yeah, well, I think that the, this uh, book we mentioned earlier, uh, Michael Wolf's book uh, really uh, went right to the center of things in the beginning, saying yeah. that that they had no idea they were going to win. They were prepared right. to lose, and it was going to be part of and their make money off history. It. Yeah, Trump TV. Exactly. Yeah. They were going forward with the uh, you know, boy, didn't we give them a fight? And now look at them, boy. I bet they wish they had us now. You know, that was. Yeah. Uh, and I had I had some uh, uh, thoughts about him. Resigning very early before yeah. he actually got in there. Me too. Realizing, oh, what have I done? Oh God, what have oh, I God. done? <laughs> How do I get out of this? Very simply, Mr. President, Mr. President-elect, yes. you don't take the oath of office. Air quotes, <laughs> Mr. Air quotes, President. <laughs> um, oh God, have mercy. Yeah, me. I mean, I, there's this whole article. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been all this talk about West Wing coming back, about Aaron Sorkin doing it again, because like, oh my God, we need this more than ever. But yeah. I love this, how Donald Trump has blown the White House drama out of the water. As a character, he's too gross and too incredible to be pitched to TV. <laughs> this is why comedy has been most able to take advantage of this yeah. year. Aaron Sorkin, uh, when asked about the U.S. predicament, said, our darkest days are always fi- followed by our finest hours. Um, in these articles as well, you hope so, but it's quite possible Trump has debased the presidency in such a way it may never recover. What do you think? Well, I, I think it, it, it's really all dependent on how long he stays and how much clear damage we can see that yeah. needs to be repaired. I'm looking at, at the front page of the Times, the Los Angeles Times this morning, and one of the top stories is the, the, the EPA has collapsed. Yeah. I mean, they've just given the... Uh, uh, fossil fuel industry uh, 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 carte blanche again. Yeah. You know? uh, it's just disgraceful yeah. what they're doing. And now all the lands here in the West, you know, uh, yeah. uh, are are up for grabs. The oceans, you know, the offshore yeah. drilling is, is coming back unless you're, uh, you know, uh, uh, you live must... in a state that Trump uh, likes to play golf in. Uh, why they'll, they'll consider not. Uh, How many times have you been arrested? 70 something uh almost i, I, we were I, hoping. I was keeping uh, yeah i was hoping to reach it i i used to keep the only way i kept and i'm not i i'm not i it feels like i'm bragging the only <laughs> way i kept track of it is with my birthday i would i would i got arrested up till my 68th birthday so yeah. it's 68 but uh, i've you, been very lazy say, and complacent yeah. these past uh, nine years so Sorry about that. Like Barbara that. Bush saying, no more of the, the of the parachuting to George. <laughs> Sonny, no more of the. No, I'm out of, we're out of bail money. All right. <laughs> um, we were hoping for another DUI tonight, but you're not drinking. Um, uh, oh, no, no, these are rested. Uh, no, I'm, I was talking about social justice. I know. The others are se- I know. quite separate. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good arrest. I mean, They're good no, arrest. what I was saying, this administration just be, must be making uh, your head explode every day because every issue you've cared about and been passionate about and, been, and done activism for... They're horrible on every issue every day. Like, uh, I'm getting PTSD from my phone alerts. I'm like, what did they just do now? Yeah, there was a line in, uh, uh, in, a, uh, in a Marlon Brando movie where he said, well, what are you rebelling against? And he said, what do you got? <laughs> 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 um, I don't I, I don't even know where to start with you. First of all, how lucky are we to get you? Uh, this is going to drop the day uh, uh, the fourth season of uh, Grace and Frankie drops, which with my good friend Lily Tomlin, who 
one of the many people that speaks of you in, I don't just got godlike terms. Yeah, but, but she won't <laughs> let me open for her. I you st- told me this. Yeah, I, I've, given, I've given her any number of opportunities. And, you know, uh, uh, in Grace and Frankie, my character has become a uh, kind of a, a, a star in uh, neighborhood uh, theater. theater. Yes. And we've been doing musicals. And right. so every now and then I, I sing outside uh, her makeup trailer. And she just closes the door and slams the window, and it just she won't she won't hear of it. And so maybe you could put in a word for me. You know, I've done everything. I certainly I, will, Mark. But I'm telling her that if 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 my character really comes to uh, fruition, and I'm and I'm appreciated for my uh, uh, musical comedy skills, I think she may be wanting to open for me before too long. So well, l- let that Martin, sit there for I, a little I, while. <laughs> Just stew on that, Lily. <laughs> Listen, I think right before the Women's March, when this also drops and is the year of the woman and me too, Martin, I'm just saying, I think that... Yeah. Uh, the world will you know, be you, saved as you said by to me, women. You said to me, this is really the girls' show. Like, is, you know, yeah. Sam and I just sit there and they're like, the girls are ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're kind of the, the, the bench guys. You know, we go in when the girls get a little tired, you know. Uh, it's true. And, you know, they... Uh, I, I, I've had early calls, but Mike, God, I've been there, uh, you know, when they've already, I've been there at seven o'clock and they've been there since five, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. no it, it, They are absolutely devoted and disciplined. And they oh, make, they, I, the show uh, is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. It oh, is I fantastic. I, mean, I love doing it. And yeah. I adore those wonderful dames. And I say dames yeah. from all uh, yeah. the love I can muster for them. They really are yeah. great, great dames. Yeah, and I adore them. You uh, said something a little bit non-politically correct when the show launched. You're like, "Who's going to have sex with Sam Waterston when you can have sex with Jane Fonda?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Janet told me to keep my trap shut. You know, I said, "Well, maybe there's a chance I could, get, you know, talk to the writers that I could get back with Jane, release just her for a little trial. while, a just trial. for one scene, a trial." Does you know? Thing, she looks amazing, doesn't right? she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she and Lily, this is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, um, they're, they're great people. I. We just spend all day uh, laughing uh, with and and to each other, and it's just a, a joy to do the show. Yeah. yeah, and all noted liberals, you must have some. You must <laughs> yeah. talk some shit <laughs> off the stage there. <laughs> about your phone <laughs> alerts. <laughs> it is something, um, yeah, and, and and the kids, you know, the, uh, June and and Brooklyn and uh, all the others. Uh, I'm so embarrassed I can't remember folks' names, but I know them when I see them. <laughs> yeah, sure, They're my children sure. in the show, uh, and of course. We just all are uh, enjoying what we're doing, and it's very obvious. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And they and they've begun to really kind of the writers have begun to really write for us. Yeah, in a lot of ways that yeah. we couldn't yeah. have considered. I mean, it's such a pleasure to see so many like fine actors at the top of their game, like all interacting. I mean, it's just it's um, and I, I think it it blows everything out of the water ageism homophobia like i just it's it's such, i think it's such an amazing show we are the oldest uh, cast ever yeah to be in a regular well there was cocoon series. martin don't was that a series <laughs> no the movie oh the movie that's right. right but he yeah. was younger than you when that was made uh, <laughs> but uh i think uh, jane uh well it's it's a known fact she had a great birthday celebration just last month so right she's 80 i'm 77 i think lily is 75 yeah. and the youngest is a just young upstart sam waterston <laughs> this kid who we all really think has a great future he's gonna make it yeah. i think he's gonna make he it. he just stays focused <laughs> and stops hanging out with the hellbent type you know <laughs> hold that thought martin uh, mr sheen uh president president Bartlett. Yes, yes yes um okay this portion of the stephanie miller show brought to you by cameron hughes wine oh yeah I'm telling you, it is uh, uh, it, because this is like a, a religious experience for me having Martin Sheen here. So this is it, it is like it's it, it's like a sacrament. You're this taking wine. A sacrament today with Martin Sheen. You've got Can't, crackers and you've got wine. Let me explain what it is. Their little ad. If you go online, it sums it all up. It says award-winning wines, half the price. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. I, I only drink good wine. I know, I know, it doesn't look like that, but this is what it, he goes all over the world. Uh, to find the finest wines. They're sourced from boutique and artisanal wineries from around the world. He sells direct to you. That's why he's able to, you don't, he keeps his sources secret. You don't, that's how you get these amazing prices. Nobody delivers high-end boutique or artisanal wines better than chwine.com. Check it out. 
I've got an idea. Yeah. When Martin Sheen does the Stations of the Cross, yes. you should take a bottle of Cameron Hughes wine. There you go. Uh, Cameron Hughes has been doing this for over 17 years. Uh, there's a, a fantastic pictures of him in his vineyard. He's quite handsome and romantic, oh. in addition to being a fantastic sommelier. So you're saying he's a sexy liberal. Yeah. Cameron Hughes Wine, all about what's inside the bottle. Uh, great wine, direct to you. The finest wines, right to your door. He stands behind every bottle of wine. I call him Cam, because I'm on a first name basis. Okay. Do you like get on the phone? Hey, Cam, send me a box of wine. Yeah, and guarantee every... No, box doesn't come in a box. Case, case of okay. wine. Okay, quality goes into the wine. Quality goes into every bottle. Whatever you like. If you like a Big Red, if you like a Chardonnay, if you like a Pinot Grigio, whatever you like, they have got a fantastic one. And I'm telling you, half the price that it's worth. Uh, Cameron Hughes Wine, exceptional value, except extraordinary wine. Go to CH Wine, use the code Miller. You get 15% off and free shipping with your minimum three-bottle order. Go to CH Wine, use the code Miller to get 15% off and free shipping with your minimum three-bottle order today. And now, back to the show. Let's, let's talk about Ramon on Antonio Gerardo Estevez. <laughs> <Okay. born. laughs> so, but you know, it's interesting. As much as I know about you or think I know about you, uh, you know, I get your whole how, you know, where your Catholicism came from. So you were born in Dayton, Ohio, son yeah. of immigrant parents. Yeah, both, yeah, from Spain. My father from Spain, my mother from Ireland. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, obviously, there's this whole immigration debate, the shithole countries <laughs> debate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were your parents, were they Democrats? Were they politically active? I, I mean, I love that you you had a union strike when you were 14. You organized a strike yeah. for the caddies at the golf club you yes, were working at. Yes, I did. At. Yeah, it was a very exclusive private uh, country club. And uh, uh, the, the wages were very, very low. I started caddying at the age of nine in 1949. Wow. Uh, and I it was one of the longest jobs I ever had. I had it up until I left home and in 1959 so uh it was a pretty long gig uh you, you had you were one of 10 children nine boys one girl yeah actually my mother had 12 pregnancies to wow. 10 survived there were nine boys one girl yeah i'm the seventh son besides your mom passed away when you were 11 uh yeah nearly 11 yeah and yeah. You, uh, your family was able to stay be together because of assistance from the church so well that, the, the, you know the the center of our lives was really the church and the school Right, and uh, my father, who was the uh, uh, the anchor for all of us, you know, yeah. uh, he was a very devout Catholic. But like your father, and and you're revealing that he never talked about it. Yeah. He just did it. My dad's father you know. was a janitor. Your, Is that right? your, yeah. Was your dad a union guy, or he wasn't? They didn't allow a union. He worked uh, for the National Cash Register Company. Okay, and when he came, he he uh, he didn't speak English. He spoke uh, Spanish, uh, Portuguese, because he was. He was from he was a Gallego from northern uh, Spain in Galicia, so he was neighbored with the Portugal, and uh, yeah. they, there was a lot of inner uh, action between the two countries. So both both uh, people dwelling near the border spoke each other's language uh, fluently. When he came, he did not come to the United States. He couldn't get in. He came to Port of New York with his brother Alfonso when he was sixteen. They were denied entrance because there was a quota on Spaniards. Not Hispanics, but wow. Spaniards due to the uh, Spanish-American War, which started wow. the year my dad was born, 1898. Wow. <laughs> what a time to get born. Huh? Wow. Wait, there was still a quota when you got here, though? Yes, there was a quota on Spaniards, not Hispanics. So the two of them got on the next boat for Havana. And my father spent uh, three years in Cuba. And he came in to the United States as a Cubano through yeah. uh, Miami. And then worked his way up to Philadelphia. He was naturalized as citizen in in Philadelphia, and then eventually uh, he got to Dayton, Ohio. He heard they were hiring over there in the factory, the National Cash Register Company, and that's that's where he went. Martin, you're, so I've heard that your dad did not approve of your acting aspirations. No, not at all. No. When did, how did that, where did that come from, and where and when? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I kind of always knew. I, 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 actually, I don't have a conscious memory of ever not being an actor. I didn't yeah. know that's what you called it when I was a child. <laughs> I started going to the movies with the gang, and gradually it dawned on me, oh, uh, you're like one of those people up on the screen. What's the problem? Right, right, you know, right. It, it, it made perfect sense, and I knew that it was only a matter of time that I would find a way to uh, begin this journey, and yeah. I also knew at a very, very young age that if I didn't do this thing, whatever this wonderful mystery that possessed me was, 
if I didn't follow it, if I didn't accept it, embrace it, I would never be happy. Yeah. And so it was a deeply personal thing, and I had to do it. My father didn't, my father was a very practical man. He worked hard all of his life. He struggled, in a, you know, to raise a huge family in a foreign country. Uh, and as I say, his wife was also a foreigner. Both of them uh, had relatives involved in civil wars in their country. My mother, the Irish Civil War in 1921, yeah. it was part of the reason she was sent to the United States. And he, uh, in 1934, in Spain, you know, so their yeah. their families back home were suffering through some very, so very difficult times. This immigration debate and Trump's just yeah. awful. Yeah, I, absolutely. He has no whatever, clue. Rapist, I think shit Kelly, hole. I mean, where do you start? Yeah, like, no, I yeah. think Kelly made it real clear today yeah. or yesterday in some interview he yeah. did, his uh, chief of staff, who said that uh, he didn't really understand the issue, no. which was clear to all of us, you know. <laughs> I wished he'd made that clear to the 800,000 young people who are, you know, sitting on pins and needles, yeah. wondering if they're going to be deported uh, but so sometime soon. You've talked also famously about changing your name, you know. Yeah. I never changed it officially. No, I know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you were saying, but I mean, at that time, you dealt yeah. with, like, I'm not going to get a job, and yeah. you wouldn't probably you be get Martin Sheen today if you were. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you couldn't. But to have all this racism coming back, yeah. when I know you've said, I regret that I changed it. Yeah. But, but professionally, you're like, I should have kept it professionally. Yeah. yeah, and I begged Emilio not to change it, and he he listened to me. Yeah. Charlie's another story, and I understood it. It's fine, you know. So he kind of got the best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, all right. So now here's the part where I'm going to feel like uh, uh, James Lipton, Martin Sheen. <laughs> You've done Gandhi. <laughs> Subject was roses, Badlands, <laughs> Gettysburg. Um, I mean. It's hard to even start to even have a conversation about your, you've worked with Richard Attenborough, Francis Ford Coppola, Terrence Malick, David Cronenberg, Mike Nichols, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Oliver Stone. I mean, it's just apocalypse now. Let's start with that because you've had a career that's really like overwhelming. I mean, it's hard to even say like which director, or, do you have a director or film that's favorite? I mean, you've... Yeah, if I... You know, with all due respects to all of the gentlemen, and there are a couple of ladies in there, incidentally, that right. uh, I'm fond of working with as well. But uh, of all the people I've worked with, the one guy that really got me, uh, I, and just his sheer joy was, uh, was, uh, it was enviable, was uh, Marty Scorsese. Yeah. I just did a, a, a part on, of, I came in as a replacement, actually, uh, on The uh, Departed. And I, I, I just came to adore this guy. He yeah. was filled with so much energy. I never worked with an actor who loved actors as much as he. Yeah. Not, no one even came close. He yeah. truly loves what actors do. Yeah. Who they are, where they come from, what they stand for, and what yeah. they bring. And he never, ever once said uh, after a take, uh, let's do one more. He always said, let's do a few more. <laughs> <laughs> he gave them that freedom, <laughs> right? You know, right? Everybody working, with right. I adored him, and uh, I would, uh, I would uh, answer his call in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is just an amazing. Uh, from again, Apocalypse Now to the West Wing to now Frank and Gracie, and it, I mean, there's so few people that have had your record of success, and I, well, they haven't lived that long either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you stay along, if you stay alive long enough, you're bound to get somewhere. You're bound to get a Even job. Even standing still. Kids, kids, you heard Uncle Martin. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the Catholicism, though. When you were 11, is you were saying your mom died. Uh, yeah. You faced the possibility of living in an orphanage or foster homes. The family uh, was able to stay together with the assistance of Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Yeah. Raises a Catholic. You went to. Yeah. Ca I, I did 12 yeah. years hard time yeah. as well. I did too. Sister yeah. Charles Bronson. Did you have oh her? God! I had a ton of the sisters of Notre Dame. I adored them, and I take I, I take great offense to people, uh, particularly lapsed Catholics, who right. criticize the the nuns. The, 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 from my point of view, uh, they were the heroes of our life. Yeah, they came from. They the still same, are. Yeah, I, I adore them. They came from the same background we did. Their their right. their fathers were carpenters and and bricklayers and 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 plumbers and plasterers and truck drivers and gas station attendants mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. they knew where we came from and they ha they taught the fundamental 
necessity of the most important part of being human, and that is compassion. Yeah. In all things, uh, you can be, uh, uh, you know, a front and center on any issue, but if you don't bring compassion, you've not brought the human element, the most important one. If you had to take all of the uh, virtues away from our humanity, the last one to go would be compassion, because it is the thing that I'm, I'm convinced uh, unites us. We, we, we try to act separate, uh, Democrats from Republicans, yeah. uh, 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 you know, women from men, old and rich, black, all these divisions, but the, the central point is we, we're united. We just have to realize that. Yeah. We, we well, cannot separate ourselves from each other. This is what's so interesting about you is a, I, that you really actually should <laughs> run for something because you actually are consistent. You talk about, you know, you said, I'm inclined against abortion of any life, but I'm equally against the death penalty or war. I'm personally opposed to abortion, but I'll not judge anybody else's right in that regard because I'm not a woman and I could never face the actual reality of it. Again, personal for you because you've talked about that your wife was, you know, the um, product of rape. And you said you can imagine if she was not here. And so, but that's actually consistent and actually, I mean, I, I just, what I find about the Republican Party is they're, they're, it, they're so hypocritical yeah, yeah. about their religion. They don't want to help the poor. They don't want to uh, stay out of war. They don't want to do anything that Jesus talked about. Yeah. Jesus never even mentioned homosexuality. No. And not only that, but I think that there is a, a difference between religion, and I'm kind of quoting it, and spirituality. And I think that is the central uh, thing that, that divides us and unites us at the, at, yeah. at the same, equally. Because you can belong to a religion, but it, it, it's, usually it's organized and uh, it, 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 it has a... Uh, uh, a theology and revealed knowledge. Spirituality is 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 something far deeper and far more mysterious. Yeah. Trying to discover who we are is the journey of discovering everyone else. Yeah. You know. Uh, and in my own life, you know, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I left the uh, fa- the practice of the faith. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. you know when you're 21 and you start to have some success, uh, right. well, of course, you, you know it's all about you, right. and uh, the ego gets in the way, and uh, it took me another 20 years to come back to it, Yeah, but I didn't come back to the idea of a faith. I came back to a spirituality. Yeah, I came back to the church of service, you know, the, through the Catholic worker, through the peace movement, through Mother Teresa. It's not just faith, it's works. No, and it's that's, works. Yeah, yeah, and that's what yeah. you do. I mean, yeah. I love one of the things you said, well, acting is what I do for a living. Activism is what I do to stay alive. Yes. I, you're obviously outspoken or supportive and a million liberal causes. Um, what do you got? But I love you said, <laughs> <laughs> need it? Got it. Need it? Got it. But you said there's no way I could be president. The Democratic Party in Ohio wanted you to run for the Senate, and you said, I'm just not qualified. You're mistaking celebrity for credibility. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. can we, we rethink this now? Yeah. Well, the other thing is that you have to respond to a constituency, right. whether you're in you know, a local office or a county office or a state office, and certainly in a federal office, right. whether you're in Congress or the White House. You, you respond to a constituency. You, you pay back, like, that's all reflected in this tax, uh, yeah. uh, whatever it was, that gave the rich more yeah. than they need and, and denied the poor even exist. And uh, I, I think that that's what uh, uh, kept me out of a specific public service. I, I feel yeah. like a public servant. You are. Uh, but I, I could not respond to a specific... Uh, constituency. I would have to respond to my own conscience. Yeah. And there are a lot of times I went against people uh, who were very liberal and democratic uh, on issues. Uh, one, you mentioned abortion, uh, and I, I could not, uh, I could not uh, uh, publicly support it. Yeah. Uh, privately, uh, I, I, you know, know of uh, you know in- yeah. instances, and I could never, as you mentioned, reading there, uh, I could never. Um, judge uh, a woman uh, yeah. and particularly a poor woman 
uh, or their circumstances. Yeah. You know, we watched yeah. this. We watched this case recently of a, a an undocumented young girl who was obviously raped coming into the yeah. country, yeah. and she she was wanted to get an abortion, and they forced her to remain in in uh, custody and denied her. And uh, finally, uh, I'm proud to say the ACLU got involved, and yeah. she 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 got her uh, rights. Yeah, that's right. Um, you, I, I didn't actually, because you're so famous as President Bartlett on the West Wing, you played presidents four times in Medusa's Child as John Kennedy and Kennedy, which you were fantastic, the miniseries, and as a future president in The Dead Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you said also, um, I adored Mr. Bill Clinton. He was a fan of the West Wing. For a while, we were given carte blanche at the White House, was ended when Bush got in, ended for me anyway. When the new administration got into power, all my West Wing colleagues were invited there to meet their counterparts, all except me. <laughs> that makes me love you more than anything that you were the <laughs> Mind you, I found that out on the sly. I, I, I didn't discover that till after the fact, but I, I, it, was a, it was kind of a badge of honor, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he is a, was amazing. Obviously, you're friends, but I got a chance to meet him at a Hillary fundraiser with Melissa Fitzgerald, yeah. who are, you know, my friend yeah. from West Wing. It was so, because he's that person, like you say, that you are the only person in the world when he's talking yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. saw him do it with two people in front of me. Yeah. Like the guy mm-hmm. said one thing, oh, Mr. President, I knew somebody from Arkansas. Oh, you know, that guy, I remember that guy. I knew <laughs> the skateboard that I used to use when I was whatever. And then we got up and I was like, Mr. Yeah. President, this is Melissa Fitzgerald, remember from yeah. West Wing? He goes, oh, yeah, you know what? I remember they came to me for the West Wing and I was sitting to the, you know, the president <laughs> wouldn't be doing all these <laughs> things. Like he'd do this and this, but the president wouldn't do it all. <laughs> he just was like laser focused. <laughs> he right? came into uh, visit our set once and uh he started rearranging the furniture <laughs> oh, no, that, that no, one go like that y- y'all should think about putting this on this side you know and, and y- y'all do a good job here and there <laughs> no, i adored him yeah oh good god I, I, you know i have to say i i don't know what went through his mind and his heart while uh, he was trashed uh, during and particularly yeah. the last few weeks of the campaign uh, when he became the oh uh, my focal God. point. Oh, my God. And I, I, you know, that last debate when Trump was wandering around the stage and I almost wish that Mrs. Clinton had looked at him and said, can I help you? <laughs> you know, he was so lost. This and, is just, it's a dystopian nightmare yeah, of epic yeah. proportions. This is, I, I wasn't sure what to serve you because I was like, what wine goes with this dystopian nightmare? <laughs> Currently ensconced in. Well, no. I, um, I don't drink anymore. I drank up all mine. You do drink at everybody else's too? Yeah, I go to airport bars and they're like six or nine ounces. I'm like, why do you even have six ounces? Do you know who's president? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, it just must be... I, go against every fiber of your being not just you know the roles you played but the person you are in life i I mean this is just everything that we teach our children not to be bullies mean racist sexist homophobic like it's unforgiving discompassionate all these human things yeah and you, you know in that sense we need to uh in a very strange way be grateful to this guy and his his uh, mm-hmm. crowd because they remind us what's missing yeah what's missing in them is a reflection of what we value most yeah, yeah. our humanity um my friend melissa wrote this about you in a text today because i said help <laughs> help me it's martin sheen so he's a great storyteller he had a beautiful relationship with john spencer who, yeah. And we all love and respect him so much. He treated every single person on our set with kindness and respect, no matter what their job was. In fact, I think he made an extra effort with the background artists and those that don't normally get the respect they deserve. He taught all of us how to treat people. He's a special person, deeply good man, also brilliant, has a depth of breadth of knowledge that is nuts. Uh, I did a movie with him before West Wing. I had a small part uh, called Monument. We joked that it was low budget, so we hoped Martin wouldn't protest and get arrested because the film didn't have the money to extend the shoot even one more time. <laughs> Ah, that would be awkward. <laughs> Melissa, I love her. She's one of my heroes. I adore her. Yeah, I went. I, we did the uh, Stations of the Cross with you. Yeah, and yeah, she was, right. you know, because she loves you so much. She was crying, you know, about one station, and I was like, 
it's going to be okay. He, it, there's a there's a happy ending where he rises. <laughs> don't, don't get sad about this station. This is Good Wait, Friday. Explain a little bit about the, the. This is not your normal stations of the cross. Right. The uh, fourteen stations which which take the journey that Christ made from his uh, his uh, kangaroo court hearing mm-hmm. uh, to his execution and burial. This uh, uh, stations of the cross is uh, is is celebrated. Uh, every Good Friday at three o'clock downtown Los Angeles, in front of, we start in front of the yep. uh, the uh, federal building, and uh, it's it's organized uh, and presented by the uh, Los Angeles Catholic Worker. As, uh, yeah, uh, and I've been going there for many years. I I I worked with the worker in New York City, uh, which was founded by Dorothy Day, the founder of the uh, Catholic Worker, and so I was inclined uh, to continue uh, yeah. a relationship wherever I was, wherever. In yeah. mo- most major cities, there are Catholic workers. These are lay people that live in community. They don't take vows, but they live um, a gospel-motivated life. They feed the hungry, clothe the naked, yeah. and they protest uh, why there are so many hungry, homeless, naked people and why we live under such threat, why the money is wasted. And so the, these stations, as you recall, start in front of the um, municipalities, the government buildings. We call the government into into question, you know, the very first station, Jesus is condemned to death, and we're standing in front of the federal building, and uh, we're talking about how many people are in the bowels of this building uh, for being yeah. undocumented. Yeah. They're condemned. Uh, and then we go on. We, we stop in front of the newspapers and, and yeah. uh, uh, all the various municipalities uh, around downtown Los Angeles. At one point, they even stopped in front of the, the uh, construction of the cathedral, <laughs> Lady of the Angels, saying what a you know, waste of money it was to build another church. <laughs> I didn't always agree with some of their uh, uh, yeah. their, their their stoppage points, but but I love that they they are committed. They live on death row uh, on yeah. uh, they, uh, on uh, Skid Row. They serve on death row. They they have a kitchen. The, yeah. the uh, and they live in community. Yeah. And they take the gospel personally. You did a, uh, your son Emilio's film The Way. You played a conservative father, and uh, you once said, "God forgive me for playing a conservative." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, were your parents? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Were they Democrat? I mean, did they talk politics with you? Were you? They lived it. They lived yeah, it. Yeah, so you—that's right. that, where I mean, you learned it because that's where yeah. you got the union strike when you oh, were yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, I come from a very different place, but I think you're right. It's like it is amazing how I feel like we've all arrived at the same place. Yeah, that you just think like this we're is united. not my yeah. dad's America. It's not yeah. your dad's America. Yeah. We can't separate under each other. Donald Trump. It's just not. It's yeah. it's yeah. They, they, they their power is predicated on separation, and our power is predicated on union. Yeah, you know. Um. Uh, here's the other thing I knew that we would fall in love the minute we met. Thank God Janet's not here. Um, you memorize and can sing every single Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> what station is on upstairs no, no, every no. day? She plays Frank Seriously, Sinatra, Sinatra all serious? on XM. All really? Serious oh, XM. Oh, God, yeah. I, I don't have that radio in the car, but I, I love uh, Sinatra, yeah. That's my station. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love him. I just um, love him. You've also been in every one of my favorite movies, including American President. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. we play sound bites endlessly really? because it's so oh my God. right. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. If Americans will listen to, yeah. it, it, in the absence of true leadership, Americans will listen to anyone that steps up to a microphone. That's Hello. True. Yeah, they'll drink the sand there. Yeah. So thirsty. The sand. Yeah. Where is that, Travis? Yeah. 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 I yeah. know how to work this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, they well, right. They don't that? drink the yeah. sand because well, it's my friend Rob Reiner. Yeah. To, not Rob to Reiner. not to yeah. Yeah. duel with your name dropping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it literally is right. Yeah. It's like they don't drink the sand, you know, because they're thirsty. They drink because they don't know the difference. Yeah, they can't tell the difference. They'll settle for anything, anyone. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were fantastic in that movie as well. What can you give us any spoiler alerts on uh, Frank and Gracie, <laughs> the t- debuts uh, today? Grace and Frankie, uh, right out, whatever. That too. No, I, no, I, I, I like to call it Martin Sam, but I'm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, I, uh, I think our, our fourth season uh, begins tomorrow. Yes. Night, yeah. Yes? Well, when yeah. this drops tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the nineteenth. Yeah, uh, we start working again on the twelfth. Yeah, and uh, it will start our fifth year. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I I'm going to publicly confess something that I mm-hmm. 
I'm ashamed of. Yes. But I've only seen two episodes. <laughs> So I can't I'm not tell sure you, what happens. I, I'm not sure what happens <laughs> unless you're in uh, it. Okay, I, I, right. I've read them all, all right. mind you. All right, but uh, I I just find it so shocking to see myself. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah, I can't bear to look at myself. You know, I I went. I, I've you're seen the two. Uh, we, I went to the um, the premiere last season. Of, yeah. you know they had a yeah a red carpet and all, and they showed two epics in a in a theater. You know, yeah. And uh, oh my God, on the big screen with and, and in a, in a public uh, place, I I just I slid down in the seat. I said, Oh my God, tell me when I'm o- when I'm off. No, I can hear me. I put my fingers in my in my ears. I cannot bear to look at myself. Oh, thank God, you're as insecure yeah, as all the rest yeah. of us. There um. are there are some few episodes that I've still not seen on the West Wing. Then yeah. they were easier to look at because I colored my hair, and I was a whole lot younger, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what are your I mean listen this is an audience of liberal nerds Martin everybody has it what is your favorite the West Wing episode because everybody has their favorite oh my god yeah. with the uh, without question um, the, uh, the 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 veteran uh, being buried at Arlington yeah who froze to death on the streets in Washington D.C. yeah and they found um Richard Schiff's card and you know yeah. his character's card in his pocket and they contacted him and said do you know this guy and he turned out to be a Korean war veteran who died of exposure yeah. on the streets of Washington D.C. and was buried uh, yeah my dad no, is buried in Arlington and you also do work for Justice for Vets uh, our friend Melissa Fitzgerald's uh, organization so uh, I you really like yeah. that you one walk really, the walk that yeah. one really got to me and yeah. uh, and that Richard went to the funeral yeah yeah, uh, it was, uh, and and I was at the White House uh, lighting the Christmas tree, and the boys' choir were singing. Yeah, yeah, in Excelsis Deo. Deep, deep, deeply moving episode. Yeah, and it showed again the humanity. Yeah. of that office. What's possible? Yes, you know. Yeah, was, and yeah. as a talk radio person, <laughs> I love the uh, Dr. Laura character. That <laughs> oh you're my like, God! Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm the president. <laughs> And when we're in this office, we stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True for you. Yeah. And and we are in this house, and Martin Sheen comes in. We stand and say thank you, sir, for your time and, and uh, everything you do. Honestly, this has been the biggest honor uh, we've had. Oh, I, I just, the honor of my life that I well, get to meet gosh, you I, and I, salute all your activism and amazing work. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. I've had a good time here. I didn't realize it was going to be such fun well, talking about I myself. Ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Ah, Martin, thank you so yeah. much. And uh, yeah, listen, uh, I'm, I'm, your lovely wife sent more Trump grabbed me by the country t-shirts and I could not be happier about the whole thing. Well, she's delighted. You were the most courageous person to wear them publicly. <laughs> Best day of my life. Martin Sheen, thank you for thank everything. You. President Bar. Let's just all imagine that President Bartlett's actually president. <laughs> happy, happy hour, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>